0: Welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. Holden is a community of education, programming, and worship located in the remote wilderness of the Cascade Mountains. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Holden Village Podcast. I am with one of our wonderful Week 5 faculty members, A.C. Churchill. How would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, so I think I'd introduce myself by saying, uh, Hello, I am Reverend A.C. Churchill. My pronouns are they, them. I am the Executive Director at Earth Ministry, Washington Interfaith Power and Light.
1: How many times have you been at Holden?
0: This is my second year. This was up here last year with my staff. We were the last week, So um, last year. So it's coming in at this point is interesting to see uh, the village... In a little, a little different light, definitely a larger larger community up here at the village this week.
1: Would you ever consider living in a community like this, or have you in your past, or...?
0: Yeah, living kind of like in a, an intentional community is definitely an appealing thing for me. Maybe not as remote as Holden is, but I remember in seminary, in one of my courses, a group came in to talk about a neo-monastic, so a new monastic movement, kind of intentional community, maybe not with the same kind of monastic kind of guidelines in terms of, you know, what each member of the community, like vows or things, but but that there is a covenant with people that are, are joining together in intentional community. And that's actually is quite appealing to me. It probably helps that I'm an extrovert and like and like being around people, but the idea of like being connected with people and, and communal feels yeah, it feels healing and it feels yeah, I like the
1: idea of it. I've always been drawn to the monastic lifestyle. I think my first three months at Holden were actually quite monastic, like how I treated this place. Mm. Like this was a place where like I would meditate three hours a day and, you know, do saunas like religiously, just have this like very purging like mm. experience.
0: I mean, I like the idea of being able to like share meals with people or share, you know, have people that are close by that you could, you know, go over and sit on somebody's porch or have them come over and play games and or just live life together. That style of living is not doesn't happen as often in predominantly white communities I see it happen in a lot more in communities of color where there is just this open I, I think there's an openness in white communities I just think that the, the idea of like well we share space and people come over and
1: we don't have as much fun we, we do. well well
0: there's there's much more of a yes, we can do this, but it has to
1: be structured. Like, we'll schedule it. If we just took calendars away from white people, like, you know, things <laughs> would just be... <laughs> it'd be, like, de or deschedulizing, yeah. you know? <laughs> I think
0: it's interesting because so much within the white community is focused on the individual, mm. like, individual person, individual family unit. Even if it's kind of extended family, it's still kind of individualized. And you see that within, like... Christian perspective, because that's where my training is and where I'm ordained in as as a ordained pastor within the Disciples of Christ tradition. You see this, like, hyper-focus on individualism in terms of, like, individual salvation, individual um, connection to God, your individual beliefs, whereas in other communities it feels much more, like, communal. Like, this is a communal healing. Like, you look back more into towards, like, Uh, jewish traditions it's a a lot about you know what the divine has to say to the community and how do we respond as a community
1: joseph campbell would call it like the lone cowboy myth Mm. um he thought that you know as like americans went to that western sunset you know pioneers like he claimed that that's where the individualism start it probably started a lot sooner than Mm -hmm. that but maybe within the context of this country that could have been a thing in regards to what you are teaching, what would you like to say about that? And has that differed from what you did last year? Or are they very similar topics?
0: The the work that we do at Earth Ministry, Washington IPL, and the courses that we're kind of teaching this week are really trying to help individuals and communities. So individuals, identify and understand their particular story why is it important for you to care for creation and to not only care but to advocate on behalf of creation and and for us that also means advocating for inhabitants of creation so not just the you know the trees and the water and the air but those communities who are being impacted by environmental harms including creatures, but also the humanity. How do we not only identify how it's or why it's important for us to do this work, but for us to then join together to create change? So ultimately, in order to create change, you need capacity building and momentum. And so joining with people of like mind to do the work, whether that's in an individual congregation or faith community, which we'll be talking about today. We'll be having conversations on how Earth Ministry, Washington IPL supports individual faith communities to establish teams of people, establish like projects and visions, what they want to do to bring eco-spirituality or eco-justice into the life of their, their faith community. And then that continues on into our advocacy work and the work that we do across Washington state and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about advocacy work that's happening on a federal level, but primarily I will kind of give attention and nod to the, the uh, other IPLs that are have state affiliates because um, we're part of a national network.
1: When it comes to eco-justice or eco-spirituality, are there specific terrains or elements that are particularly dear to your heart? Or however that question comes to you, you want to talk about it?
0: the piece that really connects to me is not necessarily elemental, but it's an element that I feel like is critical, which is the element of anti-racism. That's for, for us at Earth Ministry Washington IPL, we, we've been on this journey and even more intentionally over the past, you know, five to six years have been on this journey to expand from kind of our, our roots and our origins of environmental stewardship to embrace the next piece or a, an additional piece which is environmental justice. And environmental justice in itself is inherently connected to anti-racism movements and environmental racism. So the harm that's caused to communities who are already impacted, historically excluded and who already experience racism on different levels, but now it's the added piece of, you know, which communities get the landfills like put next to them, which right. communities have higher heat indexes because they were redlined. And so don't have as much of a tree canopy coverage. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Do you work primarily with indigenous tribes um, or are there other uh, minority groups that you work with as well?
0: We are seeking to be accomplices to Northwest native nations who identify that our support would be helpful. So I I think there's this wanting to make sure that we are invited into spaces, you know, that we don't just come into spaces. So so we have developed relationships with a number of Northwest Native nations and primarily follow their lead as to what issues that, that they need support in and what areas that we can help leverage the communal engagement that we have to help support the work that they're doing we work with a, with a couple in northwest washington a couple in, in southeast washington and primarily our work there has been around salmon orca and river recovery the conversation there is really around the the dams in the lower snake river the four dams and advocating for us it's important to advocate for a just transition so that we acknowledge that we ultimately that it needs to be a free-flowing river, that there need to be considerations of how uh, farmers and the ag industry can, like, what needs to shift in order for them to, to, for their lives to also continue and for for, um, them not to be forgotten in the transition. It needs to be a just transition for us. But we do work with other communities. It is a growing edge for us to work with communities who are not white, Mm -hmm. Um, We predominantly work with white faith communities. We do participate and follow the lead of several coalitions of color, but are not part of those coalitions because we are white led. So we follow their lead and we learn from them.
1: Beautiful. This next question is going to be slightly off the cuff, but it actually means a lot to me in the work that I do with the world and with people like yourself who are doing such great work in the world. What makes you laugh? (laughs) And how are you able to have a sense of levity within the very serious work that you do? Because I find that in a lot of like activism arenas, like people get like very dour (laughs) very quickly. In my opinion becomes like the downfall in the actual actions that happen. Like you have to have some sense of like, Lightness to it, so I'm just curious for you, how what does that look like to you?
0: Yeah, I, I think I mean I think laughter is critical, and I mean there are a whole host of things that that make me laugh, from you know silly ridiculous puns to like uh, you're
1: about the pun off. Do you do those? Uh, like? No, I do not. Do I'm not that I'm not
0: that quick-witted. Uh, I the the only one that comes to mind right now is, is I hear that if you shenan once you (laughs) again, Like, like, it's so silly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that makes me think of like Shanae O'Connor.
0: Right. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, like, so I think silliness, like embracing what we often see as like childlike spirits of just being playful. Mm -hmm. I love to, I love to play. I love to be silly. And I love good banter um, back and forth. So, and I think it's absolutely critical to the work, because you're right, it, the work becomes overwhelming, like how there's so much to do, you know, how can we possibly keep going? Or is it even making a difference? Finding moments to just laugh and, and be. I think for me, those those really like come out the most when listening to other people's stories and taking time just to, to build community with people. Or I find myself in a place where, like, the fullness of who I am just gets to be present. And I get to laugh with, with friends and family. And, you know, and I'm a fan of, of ridiculous B comedies. They don't have to be good. <laughs> they they just have to make me laugh. And um...
1: <laughs> Our summer theme here is Eden is Calling. How would you like to talk about that? What does that mean to you? And, yeah, feel free to treat it as... A silly anecdote as well because for me Eden is certainly laughter
0: yeah it, it's interesting because it's both like could be like a looking back at like what scripturally is like viewed as like this on the surface this like utopia uh, but for me it's more of this this vision of what could be mm-hmm. like this place of community and communal awareness of interworking and interdependence. And it's not necessarily without conflict or tension, but it is this communal commitment to working for the healing of, of all. So like when we're thinking about Eden, like Eden for who and who are, who is getting left out and yeah, yeah there are possibilities for like experiencing the fullness of the divine multiple, you know, in everyday ways, and there are still, you know, there's still people struggling to survive. I don't know, I'm really influenced by um, a couple of quotes. Uh, One from the theologian Frederick Buechner, he says, like, your life and my life flow together as wave flows into wave, and if there's not joy and peace and freedom for you, there can be no joy or peace or freedom for me. And so this this idea that Eden for only some is not Eden. Eden for all And that's not just for humanity. Eden for only some of creation is not Eden. And so, yeah, how do we how do, do that? How do we work towards Eden or work towards experiencing, you know, elements of Eden now, but that also doesn't continue to perpetuate and exclude people?
1: And that reminds me of, like, in Buddhism, there's the notion bodhisattva, yes. like a person that will... Forego their own nirvana mm-hmm. in order to be able to still be amongst the people and help yeah. out because, yeah, if you really believe in unity, that act of service is a part of your own enlightenment right. as well. Yeah, um, I, I love that notion.
0: Yeah, like the one of the thousand hands right, or right, the million right. hands. Yeah, I love that concept <laughs> uh, or that 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 idea of not right. not even sacrificing, but like you having the ability to. To move towards something that you've been moving, and then to say, and this is also part of my journey is to, to work towards communal. Yeah. Communal enlightenment or communal nirvana.
1: Exactly. Awesome. Well, this feels very conclusive to me. Thank you for of course. the work that you do and yeah. taking the time to have this conversation and being in the village and, and all the things.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, honored honored to be here to, to represent Earth Ministry Washington IPL and to be a representative of uh, my colleagues who were, who were not able to be here this week and the ones who do uh, this work along, who I do this work alongside. And the communities, the faith communities across Washington State that really do the grassroots work. You know, we help to organize faith communities and faith leaders. And it really is the individual faith communities who do the grassroots work of knowing what's happening in their communities and helping us to then be able to communicate that, to, to build momentum so that we can have transformation. So honored to, to be part of all of that work.
1: Wonderful. And in case um, the loud uh, stomping from upstairs uh, gets into the editing of this, just letting all you listeners out there, there's a wonderful uh, group of teenagers playing live-action Clue. That's uh, right, yeah. That's that's a part of our world, and we embrace that as well. Yeah, let the the children come, you (laughs) know. Let the children come.
0: (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.